This is the non-microwave truth, and I'm C.L. Whiteside. Random fact, I haven't given you one in a while, but it ties into our first world problem today. I'm going to describe myself. I'm a little guy. I am five foot six, 165 rocky salad pounds. That means I'm little and buff, in case you couldn't figure that out. But our first world problem today is just going to look at Samson and the Bible. Why Samson? Samson is the closest thing to a superhero in the Bible. If you're unfamiliar with him, check out the chapters Judges 13 through 16. Check them out. Definitely a good read. Samson is super strong. That's his superhero power. Samson's so strong that he tore a lion apart with his bare hands. Samson tied 300 fox tails together. That's some superhero stuff. Samson defeated a thousand men with a jawbone of a donkey. That's superhero stuff. That's like when you look at those movies and somebody's fighting and all of a sudden he knows, he turns to his left and he kills somebody else. And he goes behind him and he kills somebody. He's like, that's not realistic. That's Samson. Samson did it with a jawbone. thousand men one time. He did it. This is where we come into our first world problem. Because if you were to Google Samson in the Bible, try it. I did. You are going to see some huge dude with muscles on top of muscles. I even noticed when I Googled Samson that they had a brother with dreads be Samson. I noticed they had someone who's like Native American descent or like Hispanic. So they even switch up the ethnicities when you Google Samson. Those things aren't biblical. They really don't matter. The only thing that actually is biblical is that Samson had that long hair don't care. Him having huge muscles? That's not biblical. And this is our first world problem. I think that Samson actually was a normal-sized guy, and he was maybe even skinny. Now, hear me out. This is why I think that. If he was the size of, like, The Rock or The Big Show or Mark Henry, I don't know why I named all those wrestlers. I don't even watch wrestling. Or let's say, like, a Shaquille O'Neal size or Zion Williamson or an NFL lineman, people would not try him. If you saw a 6'6", 250-pound dude with muscles on top of muscles, you would understand why he's so strong. But people never understood why he was strong. They couldn't figure it out. They always wonder, like, where does he get this power from? Where does he get this strength from? And we know it was from his hair. And that just made me think about that, though. If he was a big guy, would they have tried him? Would they have questioned so much where his strength came from? And I say no. So that is what makes me think that Samson was a normal-sized guy or maybe even skinny. So I think a normal-sized guy with super long hair. What do you think, though? Have you ever thought about it? Hopefully I got you thinking outside the box. And I definitely want to hear what you think. Remember, hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. Handle is championlife23. Let me know what you're thinking. And this is our first world problem today. Was Samson a big buff guy? Or was Samson just a regular dude with some long hair? It's dinner time. Now, I have a strong belief, really strong belief, especially for Generation Z and Millennials. And this is our topic today. 
Our topic is this. I think that Generation Z and Millennials should have this. You should have a playlist of spiritual leaders or mentors in your life. And I want you to think about it like this. What type of music do you listen to? If you anything like me, you listen to multiple genres. I love to listen to that brother Khalid. Now that's good for the soul music. Now I know if, if people are athletes, they want to listen to music that helps them turn up before the game. I can still hear Meek Mill's Dreams and Nightmare playing in my head. If I'm in a celebratory mood, I got to go with Drake. If I'm jolly or I want to listen to something about love or Ed Sheeran, Bryson Tiller, I low-key even listen to Shawn Mendes. When I want to get the gospel, it's Maverick City, Lauren Daigle, Kurt Franklin. <laughs> I admit, I even listen to some of the music that my kids tell me about. And when I say kids, I'm talking about my high school students. And for some of them, it's like, ooh, I, I like this, actually. I actually like this. I, I can rock with this. But some of them, like, this is hot garbage. Hot garbage. And then every once in a while, it's like, I could listen to this, but this is not good for my mental. So I can't listen to that type of music. And I'm really trying to focus and be in tune with what I listen to because what you listen to plays a factor on your mood and your thought process and everything. And we'll, we'll have an episode about that too one day. But it's so obvious that we should have multiple artists that we listen to or actors that we like or TV shows that we watch. But why in the world do we not do that with our spiritual life? That baffles me. Like, I find that so fascinating. And it's like, if people have a bad experience with the church, they stop altogether working on their spiritual life. But if they had a bad experience at a club or at a concert or with some music, they would just go to a different concert or they would go to a different club or they would listen to a different song. Like if someone said, hey, listen to this song and the song was bad, you would just change the song and listen to something else. You wouldn't stop listening to music altogether. I, I, I don't get that. Why do we do that with our spiritual journey and our spiritual life? Like You probably have a top five. You have a top five artists. You have a top five TV shows. You have a top five movies. And it's like, sometimes I don't want to watch a comedy. I want to watch an action. Sometimes I don't want to listen to rap. Sometimes I want to listen to R&B. And we do that with music and entertainment, but we don't necessarily do that with our spiritual life and in our spiritual journey. And this made me think about um, something that I saw on Twitter. It was from Charlie Dates. And he was just talking about how when the Bible gets abused, we look at the Bible's integrity and we base it off of the abuser instead of the actual Bible. So the person who abuses it is what we judge and base everything off of, but we don't do that with anything else in life. Like I said, if you had a bad song or you listened to some bad music, you wouldn't stop listening to music altogether and say, oh, music is horrible. You would just find different music. And I've been thinking about this for a while. And I, I hear so many people say that they've had bad experiences in church or with a pastor. And for a lot of people, that means that stops their whole entire spiritual journey because of that bad experience or that bad pastor. And when I mean bad in this sense, I'm talking about bad as in they didn't deliver a message that you understood or it's flat out boring. But when you have a boring music, when you have boring songs or boring movies, you just change the movie. 
Now, I know some are saying it's even deeper than that. And they look at it as like the pastor is a hypocrite or that pastor didn't practice what they preached. And by no means do I, I condone that. But I do want to point out that pastors are still human. They are not God. And the devil really wants to get at them. Because if the devil can get at pastors and leaders of the church and the people that are supposed to be leaders of the spiritual world, man, he can really break up the kingdom. And I also just want to note this. At times, the standard that we hold them to is a standard a lot of times we don't even hold ourselves to. And what I mean by this is that mean by that is this. We can listen to music of people we know have been abusive to women who have been unfaithful, who live the exact opposite of their message in their music. And that's OK. Like, why is that OK? And that's just something to be conscious of and why I think we allow that to be OK in music or movies or entertainment is because we look at that as entertainment. And we almost approach it like it really doesn't matter. And it's because that song can make us feel some type of way. That movie can take our mind off of something that we might have been struggling with. It can kind of relieve, a, relieve us just from stress or from something. And I'm not saying that pastors and spiritual leaders should, should do whatever they want. They should be above reproach as best as they possibly can. But we do have to allow for some mistakes, especially when they admit and they own them. And it comes down to this, too. If you don't like a pastor, that's not a reason to stop your spiritual journey. Just find a different one. In fact, find a few. And we do that with our music and our entertainment. And it's so easy for us to have a playlist or a bunch of movies or a bunch of songs that we listen to. And there are a couple of reasons why I say we should have a playlist of pastors and spiritual leaders in our life. This isn't a commandment from God, but I will explain why I say this. And the first reason is we get bored too easily. Like, let's just be real. This isn't me taking a shot at anyone because I have a plethora of pastors I listen to. This is me being real. Most of us can't listen to the same CD for three years. We have to switch it up. That's because our mood changes, our needs change, our interests change, our environments change. This is what Generation Z and millennials are about. And this is why we should have a playlist of pastors and Christian leaders to listen to. Me saying I'm bored with this pastor is not a good enough reason for me not to be in the word or continuously being taught. There is just too many options out there. There are too many resources. There's too much knowledge and information at my fingertip for me to use that as an excuse to not continue my spiritual journey and continue investing in knowing who Christ is and really learning biblical teachings and, and principles in my life. And what I've noticed from listening to different pastors is that it really forces and gets you to examine what is true and sound doctrine. When you listen to one person, sometimes you can be getting the microwave truth, or sometimes you can just flat out misinterpret it and, it, and it's on me. But when I have that, that group of pastors and they're preaching the same message, or there's something that goes against what the other one said, 
that allows me to research, that allows me to dig, that allows me to grow and to struggle with certain things because struggle a lot of times does promote growth. It's like you being in the weight room, you got to put some weight up, you're going to have to struggle sometime. And the beauty of hearing different pastors is it allows and forces you to do this. And this just brings me to a passage in the Bible, 2 Timothy 4, verse 3. Man, this is a good passage. It says, For the time will come when people will not put up a sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Listen to different pastors. I can't just go with one because he's telling me exactly what I want. I think all of the pastors I listen to do a good job of giving sound doctrine, but it's always something there with a different pastor that I can fact check. And sometimes it's like I can even reach and contact these people to ask them questions. And just something that I think we should really examine and look at in the Bible is from Luke 2, verse 41 and 52. And this is when Jesus was almost a teenager and his parents couldn't find him. And he was in the temple. And... Jesus realized that it was such a great need for him to have multiple teachers. It was such a great need that he left his family like he got left. Like they were going back home a whole day and just realized like, hold up, where where Jesus at? Where Yahshua? I thought Yahshua was with you. No, he's not with me. What you mean he's not with you? And they had to go back and find him. And I just want to read one verse from, from Luke. And it says, after three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And the big thing I just want to point out to you is it says teachers, plural. So he was allowing multiple people to teach him. I think sometimes we forget that Jesus didn't just come into the world and play as God, meaning use all his power and know everything. He allowed himself to do that, have the human experience and have to learn and have to be taught. And that's just that's just fascinating that Jesus allowed multiple teachers to teach him and he had to listen and he had to learn. So, yeah, get a, get a playlist of pastors. Now, I'm going to share with you my playlist of pastors. Mike Novotny, Jeremy Maddock. They are time of grace people. And I didn't just name them because they're time of grace people. I'm giving you the non-microwave truth because. I don't I don't know some of the other people. And I mean, I will probably get to know them, but I don't know them. But Pastor Maddox used to be my old pastor. And then Mike Novotny, I've gotten to know him over the last year. Another person on my playlist, Michael Todd, young, talented, uh, great analogies and metaphors. I like to listen to him. Tony Evans, just a beast, just a monster. Charles Stanley. Awesome. To the point. Definitely gives you real life examples and shapes and experiences of how that how it has shaped him in his life. Kenneth Locke, young, evolved church, uh, Bucks Chaplin, really speaks to a, a younger urban generation. Aaron Robinson, my man P. Rob, St. Marcus's pastor, James Hine. Now, all of these pastors that are named are not just of one denomination. And that's kind of what I'm referring to about that sound doctrine where you can challenge different things or since I know some of these pastors and I can literally text them. And I just want to be clear, a playlist of pastors doesn't replace you reading the Bible or you studying the word yourself. It just enhances you being taught and really helps you grow. And I just want you to think about it like this. You would never be loyal to music that's not good or not speaking to you. 
So why do you do that with pastors? And you also would never hear a bad song or a bad movie and just say, I'm done with all music or I'm done with all movies or whatever. You can fill in the blank. So why do we do that with pastors? Get a playlist of spiritual leaders that you can listen to and that you can learn from. And this is so important. Like, it's easy for us to prioritize movies and music and get our playlist ready for that. But man, this is the most important thing in our lives, like our soul and our spiritual journey. We might spend 40, 50, 60, 70, even 100 years on this earth, but eternity is a gazillion billion of those lives. Just think about that. Like eternity is so much longer than the time we spend on this earth, but we invest so much time in music or in movies or in our entertainment or in whatever. But we don't make that same investment. We don't prioritize and spend that same time in our spiritual journey. And our spiritual journey is so much greater. There, there's so much more at stake. There's so much more weight involved in it. And man, it's important. I can't stress that enough on, on why we should do that. And this is the non-microwave truth. I don't think this is something you should try to microwave your spiritual journey and your growing as a as a man or woman of, of God, or maybe you're a free agent right now. But I definitely would encourage you to get a playlist of pastors or spiritual resources that you can use to help you grow or learn or just be taught. Because we do it with music, we do it with movies, but this is so much more important. And this is the non-microwave truth. A time of grace production. And definitely, definitely hit me up if you have a pastor or a spiritual leader that you feel has blessed your journey or you think that could benefit others. Let me know, Champion Life 23 Instagram or Twitter. I would love to hear from them because I'm always looking for spiritual leaders to add to my playlist that can be beneficial and help me grow as a man. Peace punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I'm out.